0: Hey everyone! Welcome to the pilot episode of Gambler's Rift. Uh, super excited to record this. Um, you know, podcast is definitely the way I prefer to take in content. And when I was trying to find a good one for um, League of Legends DFS, there were basically none. So um, thought, hey, maybe I can put one together. Talk about some of the picks and trend that i'm seeing and you know the the matchups that i want to target um and potentially help some people out um so what we'll be doing on this podcast is just walking through um picks for upcoming lpl lck lec lcs matches and then talking about some of the previous matches so like on this episode i'm going to talk about the games from the 18th to the 22nd so games this morning, um, as well. And, uh, just kind of focus on, Hey, this stood out. Is this something that we should be aware of moving forward in terms of building lineups for, you know, the following weekend or even the next day. So, um, we'll, we'll talk about some of that. And then at the end of it, end of the episode, we'll highlight the picks lineups that we're going to be putting in for not only cash tournaments, but also, um, in, um, GPP lineups, so we'll see how it goes. I'm hoping to have a, a couple of these posted at least a week. Um, but for those, uh, for everyone out there, uh, my name is Caparu uh, DFS. You can follow me on Twitter. Uh, hoping to have some guests on. I have a couple of people in mind um, moving forward. You know, if they if they buy into this, maybe they want to see a couple of episodes before they agree. But I have a couple of people ideally hoping on in the near future and you know we'll just be talking about the slate. I will mainly be focusing on DraftKings as I don't build too many um fan lineups anymore. I just prefer um the format of DraftKings, the pricing on DraftKings. Um so when you hear me talking about plays, I know both sides are usually pretty, you know, the pricing variables will will vary, I guess, but um we'll we'll talk about the plays in, in, when we do talk numbers, just be aware they are DraftKings numbers that we're, we're talking about. Um, so I really do appreciate you guys giving it a listen. Uh, hopefully you enjoy the show. Give me any feedback. Um, you know, first time doing this and, you know, definitely want to take into consideration, um, what you guys like about it, what you don't like, and, you know, I'll just moving forward. Um, but next we'll start with the, um, three trends from the past week so from the 18th to the 22nd that i saw and how those affect how i build future lineups so that's where we'll start um appreciate you guys hopping on again and enjoy So, for the three things that stood out to me and that I found very interesting, um, whether good or bad, from the weekend's LPL, LCS, LCK, and LEC um, games were, first, Volley Bear. Volley Bear is a legit top laner and now a potentially you know bannable champion just based on how he performed and gen x was the first one to bring him out and i think he had 10 kills um and then i saw some other teams bring him out and i'm pretty sure they won every game that he he was picked and uh they were all in top lane which i know there's potential for him to be in support as well but seeing him out there was awesome because you know the lanes the wukongs the the lanes with wukong orn atrox gangplank you know just gets you get bored of that and it gets a little uh tiresome to watch but seeing volley bear come out something new interesting his ult where he's just massive and he does that leap uh and, and him having that carry potential uh which a lot of these top laners that are in the meta don't have um uh, was awesome to see so i expect to see more of him across all leagues uh i think he has the potential like i said to to really be a force um so we'll see if I know it was the LEC where I saw him the most, if I'm not mistaken, but um, we'll see if other teams catch on and start bringing them out, but I hope they do. So that's the first piece. Second PP God um, is a GPP God. <laughs> he made some people a ton of money this morning with how he played on uh, Bard and Leona. Uh, he... I think 18 assists on Bard, maybe around 12 to 15 on Leona um, and was far and away the best support play of the slate and that he was the cheapest. So he definitely made some people some money um, there. And uh, I wouldn't um, you know, expect him to slow down just based on the way they've played. Um, that whole lane with him and Sam D., Um, has looked awesome. Moles looked good in mid, so that that team has been one of the ones that's definitely surprised me a bit. Um, You know, I I actually was on the VG side for this morning's match, and boy, was I wrong. VG looked awful. Uh, I thought this was the game they turned it around. It wasn't, Um, so didn't have a great slate this morning, but um, moving forward, definitely uh, V5 is going to be one of the teams that when it's like a 50 50, you know, slight favorite game and they're involved, I'm probably going to be building a lineup um, with them heavily involved for both cash and GPP. So um, I love PP God and I wish I played him this morning. And he's got the best name in League of Legends pro scene. And he may be playing the best um, support right now um, across. At least the the LPL, um, yeah, he's been awesome. So we'll see if he can continue that. Lastly, the shy. Um, this is, as I alluded to earlier, both good and bad things. This is one of the bad things. The shy has looked awful. Teams have been farming him in the top. Um, having games where 9, 10 deaths, just unacceptable based on, um, you know, the way IG's playing, and they're – carrying him but i just don't know how long that continue can continue when they're going up against good teams and that's part of the reason why tomorrow um which i'll allude to earlier i like um the lgd side of the matchup because i just think they are going to find a way to bully him in lane and really take advantage of how he's been playing and honestly i think that it's going to get to the point where he's going to get tilted um and start making dumb decisions just based on how poorly he's been playing you know once regarded as maybe the top mid uh, top top laner in the world been playing easily probably is the worst in, in the league right now. So we'll see what he brings out tomorrow. Um, but like I said, I'm keeping him out of my lineups and I'm actually stacking against them for uh, the majority of the lineups I'll be playing. I, I, I really do think LGD wins that matchup tomorrow and you can get their guys a little bit cheaper than um, IG, but I'll talk about that in more detail. So we'll see if the shy turns it around. Uh, if he doesn't, wouldn't be surprised if they have to bring in a substitute for a couple games to try to figure out if that's gonna help them improve. But for the time being, they've been winning, so he's been getting away with his poor performance and being carried. But I just don't think against good teams, he's gonna be able to continue to do that. So um, those are the three things um, from this past weekend slash you know late week. Um, So that's what stuck out to me and how I apply that information to further um, slates. We will see. But for the time being, those are the three things um, from the 18th to the 22nd. All right. Now let's jump into... The matches from the weekend, again by weekend, I mean, starting last Thursday, the 18th, I believe, till this morning, so the 22nd, so Thursday to Monday. Let's talk about the LPL, LCK first. V5 is a legit team. I know I alluded to PP God earlier and how big of a, a morning he had um, against VG today, but the rest of the team's playing great as well mole has looked awesome again sammy d sam d i call him sammy d even though that's probably not right but sam d he's looked awesome they've just been his team where i feel like everyone keeps thinking you know they've just played lesser competition or you know this isn't the real them and they're just proving match after match that they're a legit team and someone you definitely want uh, to stack on some of these lineups. So anytime they're a 50-50, slight underdog, slight favorite, I'm definitely going to be leaning towards building lineups around them, especially PP God. I mean, he, he's earned the right, honestly, now to be in the captain spot in, in a positive matchup where they're a slight favorite. I would feel comfortable you know, putting him in the captain spot to allow me to um, stack a different game, you know, with the heavy favorite and build a pretty um, powerful lineup just based on the numbers he's putting up. So definitely going to keep an eye on them until they slow down, keep playing them. They've looked awesome, great team coordination. And I think they could be a a team that uh, potentially pushes for a playoff spot um, for this summer split. VG on the other hand it's almost like the the opposite of what I just said. Everyone's been thinking the real VG is going to pop up and show themselves in one of these games. And they just haven't, they've just looked discombobulated. Uh, they subbed out forge in the game this morning, put in their backup mid that didn't fix anything. V five just looked like they were outclassing them out, communicating them out, drafting them. So, until vg kind of shows me something I'm probably not going to be building any lineups with, around them uh, unless they're you know facing you know some of these bottom level teams in I mean they're to be honest the bottom level team so I guess just looking at odds if they if they come out with you know they' are you know a minus 200 favorite yeah maybe I'll, I'll play them in a lineup but even then I might you know play the underdog there whoever they're facing just because I just until they prove it to me I, I just don't see them being a favorite in many of these matches. So I'll be avoiding them. IG, I'll talk about them later because I'm going to talk about tomorrow's slate, so I'll skip that. Uh, KT, starting 0-2, pretty crazy. Uh, You know, their first loss was a huge upset, playing, um, you know, one of the newer teams to the LCK in in Dynamics, and I think a lot of people just assumed KT was going to roll over them. So that should have been a win based on everyone's projections. Yesterday when they faced G, it was either yesterday or Saturday, when they faced Gen G, I think a lot of people put the, uh, thought they were the underdog, and I think the odds showed that they were the underdog as well. Um, so I, I think most people assume they come up 1-1, but to see them 0-2 is a little bit surprising. And they, they just haven't looked that great. Uh, a lot of their strategy is just like enabling aiming, and they just haven't been able to do that. So until they're able to uh, show that they're able to draft a team where Aiming's able to just, you know, thrive and put up a ton of numbers, I'll probably be fading them a little bit. And I believe it was him and maybe it was Amy, but in general I see a lot of these Ash picks and I think a couple times he's come out on top when when Ash is picked. But in general I just, the, the pick kind of baffles me a little bit it is nice to see another AD carry, but I just don't see the the upside late game okay. in an Ash that I do with some of these other carries. You know, I I I, Aphilios, as You know, I think they're all there, but honestly, I I feel like a, a Lucian, a Callista, and you know, a lot of times Callista's banned, but I just I just think there's better options out there and. Just watching the Ash gameplay. I, I whenever I see an Ash picked, I and i and I have that ADC in my lineup, I get a little bit worried just because I feel like it's gonna, he's gonna put up low numbers in terms of fantasy points. So and you don't really see it in a lot of these other leagues, the ash being picked as much, which is interesting uh, as well. So I'm I'm hoping it doesn't spread to the other leagues because I do not enjoy watching it and I honestly just don't think it's that good. Uh, last thing. About LPLCK, DWG, and Barrel, Barrel playing the carry supports, Maokai, Pantheon. That's been awesome to watch. He has a ton of upside when he's on those guys. I think on Pantheon, one of the games, he had eight kills. On Maokai, he had two kills and 10 plus assists. He's been playing awesome. And I think when he brings out these these different supports, it's not only fun to watch, but it's... Honestly, I think throwing off the enemy team a little bit because they're so used to facing, you know, Thresh, Yuumi, uh, Bard, Leona, you know, the typical supports. And when you bring out a, you know, a Pantheon, it kind of just throws a little wrench in everything. And, you know, uh, especially Pantheon, because um, that was the t- when he played both games this morning or or yesterday is... With with Pantheon, he just has a ton of opportunity to not only, you know, get picks with throwing the spear and rack up some kills uh, early game, but late game with, with the ultimate. I think he just has a way to get involved in a ton of fights that a lot of times supports wouldn't be able to be in, which increases those um, assist numbers as well. And then, you know, he can scale a little bit, so he's able to late game, you know, a, a, all the other supports you're looking for is, you know, CC, um, survivability tankiness, uh, with him, you know, he has CC, he has a, you know, an, a global ultimate. And then he also can, you know, definitely punch out some damage. So, uh, barrel on pantheon, something I like. And anytime I see barrel on a slate, I'm always tempted to have him in that support slot, uh, just based on the upside he has, with not only kills but assists, and he's on a good team. So I, I think between him and PP God, if they, if I don't know what I would do if they if they were on the same slate together, it'd be a little bit of a a, a tough choice. I guess it would be, depend on matchup. But those have been the two um, support ca- support players that I've had the most uh, interest in, not only playing but also watching. Just exciting gameplay uh, from them. To, to pivot a little bit onto the LEC now, just when I thought SK was a, a legit team and was putting it all together, had a couple big wins, a couple upsets, uh, Crown Shot was looking great, Gen X was looking great, they lose to Excel, which is a huge bummer because uh, I was starting to really get on the SK train thinking they could be like a mid to top tier team and then you lose to Excel who you know hadn't had a win at the time, looked awful so SK is going to be one of them to keep watching. Again, as I mentioned earlier, the, the first point that stuck out to me this weekend was the volley bear. And that was Gen X is, I think he was the first player to play it. So if he c- keeps getting on the volley bear and, uh, you know, crown shot keeps getting on Ezreal and they can go on a little bit of a streak. Um, I'll definitely be fully back on board with them. Uh, Cause I think they're a super fun team to watch. And even, with them losing to to Excel, I'm still going to be, you know, having some ownership with them across some of these games um, in the future. So I I just don't trust them to beat any of the big teams. And I was hoping if they beat Excel, they could go on a little bit of a run. And, you know, some of these slates coming up, they might have, um, you know, very cheap price tags associated with them. And uh, that's going to be a little bit more of a risk now that they lost to Excel. <laughs> kind of killed my confidence in them a little bit. Uh, with Fnatic, they also did not show up this weekend. Going 0-2 versus Mad Lions and Origin. You know, two top teams. Very tough schedule. So it's not like there was a major upset here. But you expected Fnatic to go 1-1 and in this, if not 2-0. And I think a lot of it was associated with Hillisang still playing absolutely awful. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets benched. He's just been easily the weak link on that team. But also Reckles trying Soraka. I, I, I don't hate the pick, and he's been playing it a lot in solo queue, but I just think late game, the I'd, I'd rather see Reckles on you know a traditional ADC, and I, I think their team in general is used to that. So, I think it's been, I think that was a little bit of a a learning curve for the team. So, I'll, I'll be interested to see if Reckles keeps playing it. And if he does, you know, and he does do it against the lesser competition, maybe they win. But I don't know if the team in general is ready to run that comp against some of the top teams. And I would be surprised if he would do that again. So, we'll see. I, I mean, I'm not going to rule Fnatic out by any means. They're still a top three team in the lec and they'll figure it out just thought it was a weird team comp they put together and hillisang just needs to go (laughs) he gets picked way too often and i just don't think he's playing at a top tier level and that's what Fnatic needs to have the type of success that people expect them to have lastly the lcs and this will be real quick Dignitas and Immortals are probably the two worst teams in League of Legends' professional scene. Then there's Cloud9, the best team in the L- LCS. But then there's the rest, and it's basically a coin flip in that middle pack. TSM lost the fly FlyQuest, 100 Thieves finally got a win, but no one's really standing out you know Team Liquid was looking good but then they lost to the EG, EG got smoked by Cloud9. So I think there's just this middle pack of teams and until some of them show something a little bit more, it's Cloud9 all the way and everyone already knew that. But it's it's just a mess when you watch it compared to these other leagues. The competition isn't there, the the quality isn't there and I saw something earlier that the Brazilian league was getting higher ownership or higher viewership, and it's just, it's trending in the wrong direction. And I think in that same article, they alluded to the LCS is the place where old washed up league players go to retire. And, you know, it's definitely the oldest league in terms of players, but I kind of look at it almost like the MLS where They're right. I mean, MLS has, you know, David Beckham and these older European stars coming over, Wayne Rooney. And they just come over here, get paid a bunch of money, bring in some fans that typically wouldn't watch soccer and just finish out their career at a lesser quality than they've been used to. And, you know, they may still put up big numbers, but they're nowhere near the player they were when they were in the European leagues. And that's similar to what I think you see with the LCS. It's just not really even that fun to watch. And uh, the matchups that I've seen, I mean, Cloud9 had a little bit of a a struggle yesterday, and it would have actually been kind of interesting to see them go down to Golden Guardians, but uh, they ended up flipping a switch and, uh, you know, coming away with it. But, I, I do like seeing TSM lose, so I did like seeing them get slotted by FyQuest. But a lot of those games are coin flips. When it comes to making lineups, it's it's going to vary, I think, week by week. And, um, you know, you play Cloud Nine anytime they're in. I, see, I saw a lot of people putting Cloud Nine, the team, as their captain, which allowed them to be, uh, make some pretty crazy lineups. And, it honestly makes sense because they don't lose. So you're expecting at least 20 points and then you put them in the captain role and you, you know, now you're up to 30, it's a pretty safe play. And then if you're able to stack, you know, a really high quality top mid carry around that uh, I I think it makes sense in a lot of these uh, cash and GPP uh, games. So build around cloud nine and then just look at matchups uh, when, when it comes to the other The other games but that's all I add across the leagues and you know i I probably won't do this on every episode but because there were so many matches across so many leagues i I did just want to add in a little bit of context and some trends that i saw um and i I didn't touch upon every every team or uh every every matchup but just wanted to say and talk about some of the games that really stuck out and stuck out in some of the teams that i saw trending in either a positive direction or negative direction All right, so now this is probably the reason you actually listen to this podcast was to get a little bit of advice on tomorrow's slate. So let's get into it. First game, and by tomorrow, just so everyone's aware, 623, we have the LPL matches starting at 5 p.m. Eastern. Game one, JDG versus DMO. You're stacking JDG no matter what lineup you're making, whether it's cash, GPP. You cannot expect JDG to lose to DMO. Honestly, if, if DMO does win, it's a slate breaker. It's a massive upset. I think I saw earlier that JDG was minus 2,500 favorites. Uh, so uh, you should be expecting jdg to come on top here and dmo has looked like crap they i don't think they've even taken a game so if they do win just take my money burn it i honestly just can't find it in me to trust them with the lineup so i will be avoiding them in terms of the jdg picks um and i'll probably butcher some names here because i'm used to just like seeing these names when I'm, I'm building my lineups but in, and you know, I read articles on them and I watch the games, but I always forget how they pronounce them. But the JDG mid laner Yago, he should have a massive game. I almost put him at captain, but I didn't for one reason. and I'll talk about that a little bit later, but I have him in blocked in my mid lane because if you look at the recent games, DMOs played mid laners have gone off no matter who they were pay- playing. There was a 10 kill game for the mid laner. A nine kill game, an eleven kill game, I believe. There's been there's been mid laner mid laners popping off against DMO. I don't expect JDG to be any different, so that's why I'm locking in Yago uh, as my mid laner. I like Loken as well. If you can get him in there, whether it's Captain or just put him in the ADC splot, uh, slot, I like having him in there, and I I, I definitely want his ownership in there. I, I think. It could be a game, you know. He gets on fellios he gets on Ezreal, and he just carries the thing. He has one of those games where he goes, you know, seven zero or you know seven zero deaths, five assists. I, I just think he, the upside's there. He's averaging sixty points a game, um, and I think he has the ability to really pop off against a, just a very very weak team. And then lastly, I want the team. I want JDG um, as the team. It's just the safest play. They're gonna win. You you don't want to take the risk of taking the coin flip with the IG LGD team uh, game. So I'm sticking with JD. That's the team I'm going with um, across. I think all the lineups I'm building, and then you know there's there's some other plays you can venture um, around. Zoom. He, he looked bad against uh, IG. Uh last was it IG he, or whoever they played last he did not look that good but prior to that he you know was in consideration as like one of the top top laners in the world so he's been playing great I, I just I just worry playing him and this kind of goes into my strategy and I'll talk about it in the next game too is you know I just see him playing I, I think the game he where he did awful he was on Renekton he just got smoked but He's been playing a lot of Orn, and uh, I think he was on Mordekaiser as well, which I like seeing him on Mordekaiser, but I, I think the the top laner that I like better is in the next game, so I don't have him in there. And then for jungle, I, I do like Kanavi. He, he's just a little bit too expensive compared to the other junglers, Um And I was trying to find a way to get him in, but I didn't want to get out Yago. I didn't want to get out Loken. So, and I didn't want to remove the JD gaming uh, team. So I wasn't able to fit him in, in this slate, but by all means, again, it should be a slaughter and he has the ability to pop off and he's been playing really well in the, in the jungle slot, moving on to the next game. And, you know, this kind of dictated some of the uh, JDG plays, as I was mentioning, but Just DraftKings aside, I think LGD wins this game. I think IG has been playing very well, except for top. I think the Shy has been their weakest link by far. And I think that JDG or LGD is going to exploit that. I think Lang X and Peanut are going to camp the Shy. And I honestly think you get to the point where the Shy tilts. And throws off the entire IG game plan. And I mean, LG, LGD has been playing great throughout the summer. You know, I know they're coming off a loss, but it was against a top team. I just, I just think when it's all, when it all comes together, I think if they both play their best game, I think they beat IG. And I just, don't see the shy, you know, turning it around. Something is wrong with either his champion pool, the way they're, they're drafting. I I don't know what it is, but he's, there's too many games where he's getting nine, 10 deaths. And I just think if that happens against LGD, they're going to lose the game. I think LGD has a good enough team and good enough coordination to, you know, actually help that happen and make sure that the shy does get behind. And then once he is behind being able to take advantage of that and really snowball it across not only top lane, but across some of the other lanes. So I like LGD doesn't mean I'm not going to build some lineups with, um, IG ownership. And I expect IG to have the higher ownership, but honestly, the, the lineup that I I like the most, and I'm, I'm going to be playing this in cash and GPPs is, um an ig lgd stack so the one i think i feel the best about is kramer as my captain he's got he's averaging 80 fancy points no one else on the slate is even close i think the next closest is 70 with rookie who in rookie's been playing awesome and so is puff but i just think the better team again is lgd and i think that they're gonna come across as the better team here and and come out with a W. And and even if they don't, I think it's a three-game series. So I I just don't see the team getting swept here. If one team does, I think it's IG getting swept. But I think it's either 2-1 LGD or 2-1 IG, and I think they're high-scoring games. So that's what I'm sticking with um, in terms of thought process around building this lineup. But again, Kramer's captain, Langex and Peanut, as my top and jungle. I think those two, again, are going to really put a lot of pressure on the shine and can result in some early kills and snowballing um, for both those, uh, those players. Yago amid Logan is ADC. I have Mark as my support. I was trying to find a way to get um, again, probably going to butcher this name, but Lev Love Mao. Love Mao as my support, but I just couldn't get the dollars to work. I would have had to play LGD as the team, and I didn't want to do that. I, you know, I still, like I said, I feel really strongly about having JDG as my team. So I have Mark in there who's actually put up better numbers than Lev Mao, but he, uh, you know, it does have a tougher matchup. And, you know, it could be a situation where he has one of those games where he has, you know, five, six deaths. I just don't see that happening in the um, JDG DMO game. So again, for my lineup, the one I feel most comfortable with and most confident with is Kramer, Captain, Langx, Peanut, Yaguo, Loken, Mark, JDG. I will be playing that across a couple different um, tournaments and cash games, and then I'll have a fair share of lgd uh jdg and ig lineups but i I probably won't have the same amount just based on the vibe i have for that game but i'm not going to be avoiding it in 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 its entirety the one thing i will say is if i do uh play where i guess in my ig lineups is i'm not playing the shy i just don't trust him i i gotta fade him And it's going to be harder to build a lineup with JVG and IG just based on the numbers. So I think a lot of people might have to put the shy as their captain, which I don't like. And I think it could burn them. And then the other thing, and the reason why I didn't put Yago as my captain was because just with how good rookie's been playing, I really don't want to have to play XCI and again butchered, um, of the mid laner laner for LGD because I just see that matchup being a tough one for him and I could see Rookie uh, really making uh, it a tough match for him. So I felt better about having Kramer as my captain because I I think he has a, a pretty good shot to go off and again is averaging the most points out of anyone on the entire slate. So having him in the captain and then still having yago who I do think is going to go off. Um, and I would love to have him in the captain spot, but there's just not a mid laner I feel better about. With my IG lineup though, I could do him in rookie and I'd feel pretty good about them um, having one or the other as a captain um, for the the IG side of things. So um, that's, that's my feedback for the lineup uh, tomorrow. Again, it's not a crazy uh, slate only two games, but, and with one game being a heavy, heavy favorite, it's going to come down to small choices and, and very, um, minor adjustments to lineup. So just making sure you, you put forward the, the lineup that you see, you know, with the most potential upside is key here because like I said, having a lineup where you put the shy as your captain. And, you know, the rest of your lineup looks great, but the shy has, you know, two games where he has those nine, 10 deaths. Like you're going to be in a spot where you're just not going to cash. There's just no way. And I just, if it was the shy of, you know, 2018, 2019, maybe I'd feel good about that. But just the way he's playing now, no confidence. Um, So just make sure whatever choices you do, look into the the history of the games like I did with the DMO um, JDG game where I saw a trend of DMO just getting slaughtered by mid laners. And that's why I feel so confident with the Yago play, but just do your research. Um, you know, again, trust. Well, one thing I always say with DFS is trust your gut. You can listen to as many podcasts, read as many articles as you want, but um, anytime you do last minute tinkering, I feel like it always ends up biting you. So uh, stick with the lineup that you, you feel the strongest about. Um, and I'm, I hopefully that lineup doesn't include DMO because I think you're going to be wrong. Uh, but um, hopefully this gave you guys some um, adv- advice around where to build your lineup and the correct stacks that you want to be looking at and, and then some some of the uh, sneakier plays, which on this one there's not too many. But, um, yeah, hopefully that was helpful. I appreciate you guys listening. And, again, follow me on Twitter, uh, DFS, And I would appreciate any feedback this is the first time I'm doing this. Um, hopefully I'm talking to a couple people to have guests on. So it's a little bit more of a conversation and less me just blabbering, but I'm trying to find uh, a way to do it. Uh, that makes the most sense. And uh, with most of my friends, not having any interest in League of legends, DraftKings, it's a little bit harder to find the people to, to hop on and do this. So if anyone is interested in that, just let me know. And hopefully I'll have another episode out tomorrow recapping, uh, tomorrow morning slate and then talking about the slate coming up for Wednesday morning. So appreciate everyone listening. Thanks again. Uh, and everyone have a great night.